Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Cersei podcast. Before we get into a great message from Pastor Kevin today, we want to let you know if you would like to give to what God is doing here in Cersei, you can go online to newlifechurch.tv slash giving. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at NLC Cersei. During this time of self-isolation and quarantine due to COVID-19, we're having services online. You can join us Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook and YouTube or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear a great message from Pastor Kevin. Hey, New Life Church, and welcome to another Wednesday night, uh, another midweek service, and thank all of you that have been joining us regularly for this. It helps us to feel connected to you, and like I said on Sunday, um, I think we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel And hopefully we're going to be talking and making decisions quickly about when to return to some on-site services. So I know everybody's excited about that. So be ready to trade in your pajamas for whatever you're going to come to church in on Sunday morning. I'm here again downtown shooting this video tonight. And um, just for the sake of keeping us all loose, I am here tonight with some of your favorite people. So I've got Craig in the background, and David, and Aaron, and that's it. So it's just the four of us here uh, downtown in a studio here, and so so excited to be here. But hey, listen, if you're joining us tonight and you have just come across our Facebook page and you do not know who we are, my name's Kevin, I'm the pastor at New Life Church here in Searcy, and so we are glad that you are here no matter where you hail from. So thank you for joining us tonight for just a little bit of midweek Bible study. So I want to thank all of our members who are giving financially. And every week, if we were meeting in a church, we would take a moment just to honor God with our giving and take a moment just to celebrate really how God has been providing for us. And so uh, how you can give is going to be in the description, and you can help us continue to be a strong church during this time of quarantine, but just to take a moment and slow down and tell you thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you who have continued to give, and for those of you who cannot give right now, hey, listen, we're still praying for you and so thankful that you are a part of our church. So let's just continue to trust God with our finances and believe that all of this is going to turn around soon. Listen, tonight, um, if you can grab a pen and some paper or your iPad or your an app on, on your phone, I just want to give you some content tonight. And how I'm going to open this up is really to say that tonight what, I, what I'm going to focus on is some self-awareness. So I'm going to teach you some pathways of how you can connect to God. And I think what you're going to discover is as you become more self-aware of how you um, connect with God, you're going to grow in God. And so I want to talk about these things for a couple of reasons. I want to encourage you, and I also want to help you remove any guilt that you might be having in your walk with God as you compare to other people. Isn't that a big trap of our culture right now that we uh, look at other people on all these social media outlets or even a conversation with a friend and you think in the back of your mind, man, I wish I was more like them. 
Well, what if you're exactly the way God designed you to be? And you just need to celebrate in that. Okay, so tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. Listen, Gary Thomas wrote a great book called Sacred Pathways. And he talks about ways that we can connect to God. And I'm going to split this lesson. I'm actually going to give you half of those pathways tonight and half of those pathways next Wednesday because it was so much content to cover in one night. So I'm going to elaborate a little bit about these, and um, hopefully you can find yourself in this teaching. One of my favorite things about our church is the diversity. We come from such an eclectic background. It's actually one of my favorite things to talk to my pastor friends about is that our church has such a, it's, it's a gumbo. That's typically what I call it from the pulpit. Um, we have such a great background, and I love it. And I think this is only going to affirm how great that is that our church is so e eclectic. So in 400 A.D., St. Augustine, who was a brilliant theologian and author and just overall thinker, he wrote, uh, he, he penned this statement. He said, how can you draw close to God when you are far from your own self? And he says, grant, Lord, that I may know myself so that I may know you. That's our takeaway for tonight. Hopefully, by the end of this lesson, you're going to know more about you, and therefore you're going to know a lot more about God. Okay. So I want us to take a look at these seven pathways, and I'm going to start with the naturalist pathway. This is what, what we're going to call those of you who are outdoorsy, okay? So you feel more connected to God when you are outside than in any other environment. So it's like when you get upset or tense or discouraged, you may go for a walk. Um, you may go sit in nature somewhere. Uh, you may just listen uh, to the noises of outside. You go find your mountain bike, you cycle, you hunt, you fish, you golf, you swim, you kayak, you bird watch, you do whatever it is as long as it's outside and for some reason that recenters you. It's because that's how you are designed and you connect with God in that environment more than any other more than sitting in a church, perhaps. So when you're outside, there's something sacred about it. Some of you de-escalate your day this way. When you get in your car, you roll the windows down. Um, if there's a restaurant with a patio, you want to eat there because you want to be outside. My wife and I, we are beach lovers. She kind of brought that into our, our marriage. I had never gone to the beach really. And I don't know that she had, had either, but once we got there, we just really fell in love with that environment. And it's not necessarily the water. It's the sounds. It's the textures. It's the smells. And for some reason, that environment is such a place of peace for us. And I can go to the beach for a week, and it feels like I've been gone for one month. It just feels good for me to take a naturalist pathway at times in my life. It's hard for me to believe that people actually get to live by the beach. Can you believe that? There are people who get to walk out of their house every day into that incredible environment. Maybe when I'm old one day, I'll be able to do the same thing. 
I doubt it. It's too expensive. But Psalm 19 and verse 1, and I'm going to read from the NIV tonight. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands, that there is something about nature that is worshiping and rejoicing in its Creator. And when we place ourselves in that environment, we feel connected to God. And it might be you, a naturalist. So let me say this. Wives, listen, when your husband wants to play golf, he just wants to get closer to God, right? Uh, when he goes and, and, and hunts and fishes, he's just trying to disciple himself. Um, wives, there are out, outdoor malls. I'm just saying, you know, um, I'm not trying to stereotype. I know some women who like to hunt, and I know some men who like to shop. So let's just say that out loud. But if you're a naturalist, tell us in the comments. Tell us what one of your favorite ways to get outside and hear from God and connect with God is. I would love to hear it. The second pathway is the worship pathway. Now, for those of you who have been listening to me for any length of time, you know I came from a background of worship. Uh, the churches that I grew up in um, were demonstrative and exciting and full of energy, all for the point of worship. It was something about lifting up the name of Jesus to be in the presence of Jesus. And so you connect with God the easiest for music. You're always uh, on, on whatever app you use, whether it's Spotify or it's Apple Music. You are trying to search out the newest albums and discover the newest music. And you've got playlist after playlist after playlist because that is your love language with God. You love to worship. In fact, you could care less about me talking tonight and you want us to get into worship because that's where you feel the most connected. That's, that's your pathway. And anything can be music, can, can be worship rather, but music um, is such a big way to connect us with, with the Father. Psalm 92 and 1 says, It is so good to praise God and make music to your name, O Most High. David was a worshiper. He loved it. He was a warrior in his heart, but I think he sought these times of solace and privacy just to come into the presence of God. That was his pathway. Uh, more than swinging a sword, more than leading people, uh, more than being popular and wealthy and all the things that came with being a great king, he loved to worship. It was his pathway. I'm so thankful to have great worship at our church, and I'm not just talking about talent but I'm talking about people who truly have a pathway to God through worship. It's not just a choice they're making uh, because they're gifted, but they're just connecting with God this way. So I'm so proud of our worship team and all those who uh, serve our church through that, that outlet. Listen, I got two more pathways I want to talk to you about tonight. The first one is the solitude pathway. Okay, listen, if you're an introvert, Give me a thumbs up, okay? Solitude is for those of you who connect with God when you feel like you just want it to be you and God. You may actually connect better with God in the stillness when no one is around. It's like you can go to a church that's full of people and have a big full sound for worship and people are in the foyer high-fiving and things, but for you, even though you enjoy that, you grow the most and reflect the most in times of solitude. It may even be that during this time of quarantine, you've actually enjoyed this 
So don't feel guilty. If this has been a time where you have grown and felt more connected to God because of solitude, listen, that's just your pathway. Just accept it. Don't want to be like anybody else. But let that be a major vein in your life that you can grow toward God. So if you're wired this way, you love solace. I think to some extent we all need alone time with God. We all need to get away and lose the distraction that can be in our lives, whether that's from work or relationships or the news outlets and so on. And we rely on Sunday morning services a lot of times to be the answer for our faith journey. Now, if there's one thing that this virus has taught us is that the church can grow no matter where it is. We can be in our homes alone, and we can still be together. So you can be in solitude and still be growing together and growing with your your church. Some of you may feel uncomfortable being alone with God. Uh, Stillness bothers you. Meditation bothers you. Self-awareness bothers you. So the busier you become and the more distracted you become from real issues that keep you from coming closer to God make you scared of solace. If that's the case, I would like to challenge you tonight to even start with five minutes, just five minutes of being still. Go into a room without your phone or a TV or your kid and just be still. Don't even try to think about anything. Just be still and empty like a vessel just wanting to receive something. We pray often like, God, are you really there? Are you listening? Um, This is what solace can bring to us. It, It lets us tune in to that still, small whisper of God. Um, Solitude is important, and we even see it modeled through the life of Christ. He would get away from the crowd. He would steal away. He would find these places um, where there was quiet. He might take two or three people and just say, let's just go and pray together. Luke chapter 5 verse 16 says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places or isolated places and just prayed. He just wanted to be with the Father. So listen, as your pastor, let me tell you this. It's great that we love hanging out. And I am not against TV. I'm not against Netflix. I'm not against working hard. I'm not against staying busy. I'm not against music or video games. But make sure that you are finding a a place of stillness with God to talk to Him, to ask the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to get wisdom from Him, to confess your sin, to wait and hear, to read Scripture, and to pray. Those times of quiet are going to be invaluable to you. Okay, The fourth and last way the relational pathway, okay? Where are all my extroverts? So if you're extroverted, give me a thumbs up, okay? Because this quarantine is killing you. Uh, the first week you thought, I might be able to uh, do this, now that we're six and seven weeks in, you are about to pull your hair out, okay? That's because you are relational. And some people will connect their best to God by connecting with other people. We all need it. Some of us just need it more than others. 
So some of you are having a really hard time right now, and you cannot wait to just be sitting across from your friend again um, having a cup of coffee, where you can go to restaurants and movies and ball games and Target, and you can give high fives and fist bumps and hugs and piggyback rides. Um, this is a gift of presence, and some of, of, of you carry that. Your your presence just lights up an environment. It brings energy to our church, and we need you, and we celebrate you. But we're also going to celebrate all these other pathways, ways that we can connect with God. So knowing that you aren't the only one struggling or knowing that you aren't the only one who has a weakness is always encouraging to those that have a, a relational pathway. You love learning from other people. You love looking at people's faces and hearing their story un unfold. You love confessing a need that you have. And you love getting feedback from people. So you like learning from other people's strengths or gifts. Like, tell me what works for you. This is the relational pathway. And it's where you feel the most connected to God and His church. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, and I would say that since January, I bet this is the fourth message that I've put this verse in. But it says, let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And then the second half of that says in verse 25, not giving up being together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. This is the relational pathway. And some of you are thriving in this area. So obviously, we're having to be creative on how to hang out with each other right now, but that's okay. We're able to make phone calls and FaceTime and have Zoom. and We can text and we can touch base with each, each other, and we're doing that well. And I'm proud of you for staying very connected as a church. But I want you to think tonight when we finished worship and this is, is over, I want you to find a place where you can become more self-aware, to think, is one of these four things we talked about tonight me? And then this is what I want you to do with it. I want you to be okay with it. I want you to thank God for it. I want you to thank God that you have a pathway in your life to connect with Him. Okay? We're about to enter into more worship, so I want you to stick with us. And before we do that, I just want to pray over you, give God thanks for you, for your health, for your job and for the peace that only he can bring during this time, okay? God, I love you. Thank you for our church. And tonight I just begin by asking your Holy Spirit to make us self-aware, to know who we are in you, and then as we know who we are, we know more about you and what you're trying to do in us. So God, we completely resist the urge to be like somebody else. But you've made us distinctly and we are beautifully and wonderfully made just the way we are. And tonight I pray that as we center ourselves in this moment of worship that you would celebrate and affirm the pathways that you've created in our lives. Thank you that our church is healthy. Thank you for all those who are sustained right now financially. And I know that those that are worried and anxious, that God, you are going to create new doors of opportunity for them. And you are going to give them great peace through this time and possibly completely change the trajectory of their lives 
when all this is over. And this is a good thing. God, we look forward to coming back together. But let us never forget the lessons that we've learned during this time. We tell you that we love you. Come into our living rooms. Come into master bedrooms and back porches. And just let us be with you tonight for a few minutes. We give you all the thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.